The MLB trade deadline has passed. How does each division look after the uh, wheeling and dealing of the last few days? Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports zone by Matt Schneider of CBSSports.com. Matt, always good to have you. Thanks for joining us today. I assume uh, you're pretty worn out after yesterday, so thanks for regrouping. Uh, let, let's start with the National League West here, and let's start with the Diamondbacks. They added... Uh, closer Paul Seawald and also uh, I, you know, outfielder and I presume their new DH Tommy Pham uh, over the last uh, couple of days. Does that push them closer to the Dodgers and or Giants or maybe push them into a wild card spot? Um, possibly. I mean, the, the National League wild card is so wide open. I, I'm inclined to bet against them in the NL West. I think that ship has sailed four and a half out and trending in the in the wrong direction. Uh, the Dodgers are just a better team. Um, but, you know, they're capable of bouncing back enough to grab one of those wild card spots. Only a game out right now. Um, the Reds just don't – they didn't do anything. The Reds did not go out and get any pitching at all. Um, you know, the Giants, I, I don't know if they're that great. The Marlins are in the mix. They're not very good. The Cubs are three and a half out. They might be better than any of the teams that are up there but the Diamondbacks are ahead of them by two and a half games. So, yeah, I, it's very possible for a wild card spot. I, I would not count on the division at all, though. All right, you mentioned the Dodgers. Over the past week, they had Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, Kiki Hernandez, uh, Ahmed Rosario, Brian <laughs> Yarborough, but they did not land Justin Verlander and also got turned down by Eduardo Rodriguez. Do the Dodgers, I assume they hold on to win the National League West, but are they closer to the Braves now than they were like a week ago? I don't, I'm, I'm not so sure about that, no. Um, it, it was just a bunch of like tinkering at the margins, right? Like Once the yeah. Nolan Arenado thing never really came to fruition, um, it, Eduardo Rodriguez vetoed them, as you just mentioned. They didn't really get a – there wasn't a big splash there. Um, Lance Lynn, I suppose – you know, it was only a couple of years ago he was in Cy Young contention, so maybe uh, greener pastures in L.A. Than, than he had on the south side of Chicago. Maybe he turns things around there, but he's 36 years old. There's a lot of mileage on that arm, so there's no guarantee that he's all of a sudden going to become the pitcher he was a few years ago. Um, it, it's always possible that they'll look really, really good down the stretch. The rotation still looks like a problem. However, Clayton Kershaw comes back, Julio Urias, starts throwing like he's very capable of throwing, and he's only 27. Then you've got Tony Gonsolin in the three-hole. Maybe Lance Lynn throws a little better to be your number four. All of a sudden, they look pretty formidable and could make a deep run. But, yeah, like right now, the Braves are exponentially better than they are. The Giants are uh, kind of wobbling around here. They added really only the, I think, over-the-hill A.J. Pollock, who hasn't been very good this year when he's been playing. Are the Giants just the waiting? Them? Yeah, that's a good. That's a very good point. Yeah. Unfortunately, he got hurt. He got hurt. So he was hurt at Notre Dame before he card the uh, Diamondbacks even drafted him. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> are the Giants? Are they just making uh, waiting to make a free agent run of Shohei Otani in the off season? Maybe. Um, the only thing about the Giants is uh, I have given up on trying to figure out what they do there because they always seem to be better than they look. No matter yeah. what, it, it, even think about the 107-win team. On paper, that was not that impressive of a team. Uh, and they just kept doing it. And they just kept winning and winning and winning. And sure enough, if, if you look at this year, 
if you just looked blindly at the roster, no record, no stats, no nothing, and just looked at the names, you would say, what, that's a 500 team at best? Probably five to ten games below 500? And that they're ten over, and they're in a wild, the top wild card spot. Uh, I, I don't know how they do it, but like I said, I've given up trying to decipher it. So I just assume any move they make is going to somehow work out, or at least it won't hurt them. So, you know, it's, I, I just assume they're probably going to be like the top wild card. And they lead planet Earth in errors, and they still win some games. I don't know yeah, how they do it. it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's like Logan Webb, very talented. Camilo Duvall, the closer, very talented. Uh, Alex Cobb having a very good year. Other than that, like, Conforto, Jock Peterson, J.D. Davis, like, come on, man. It's pretty amazing. All right, the Padres didn't trade Blake Snell or Josh Hader. Good or bad approach on their part? I I was in favor. I talked about this multiple times yesterday leading up to the, to the, uh, the trade deadline. At this point, five games out of the wild card, I, I, all those long-term commitments, I don't know how you clean up that mess. I'm down with just going down with the ship if you're A.J. Preller <laughs> and just saying, you know what? There's a lot of talent here. The run differential says they should have been playing better all year. There's enough on the pitching staff. There's enough offensively that what if they do something like rip off 18 wins in 21 games? Then all of a sudden they're in a wild card. If they make the playoffs, they probably have enough talent to win the World Series. They're more likely to miss the playoffs, but they've gone this deep. You might as well just see how it plays out and go down with the ship. So I, I think that they were fine to hold everybody and uh, just kind of hope that everything comes together. They're, you know, a couple games ahead of the Mets, but I think the Mets were a lot more deeply flawed. Um, so they weren't necessarily parallels, and I, 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 kind of, I, I kind of agreed with the Padres' path. Match Nard of CBSSports.com, curling in the sports zone. In the AOS, the Rangers added Max Scherzer on Saturday. The Astros countered by adding Justin Verlander on Tuesday. Who wins the AL West, and who's the best team in the American League? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Astros there. I thought all along that they were going to pass the Rangers. Um, Verlander's better than Scherzer right now, so if we were just going to isolate those moves, Verlander, and it's, you know, he's familiar there. They're so happy to have him back. You know, There's got to be a big morale boost there for the rest of the team. Like, hey, we got Justin back. That's our guy. Romper Valdez goes out and throws a no-hitter. Probably a coincidence. But, you know, he was feeling the good vibes. You never know. You can't discount the vibes. Uh, they, they've had so many players either fall injured or underperform to this point, and they're only a half game out. They're just a better team, and they're going to end up winning the West, I would say, by five games or so. And I do think that they're the best team in the American League, too. Yes, I do. Okay, I'll get to the Orioles in a couple minutes here. Uh, let's talk about the Angels first. They spent the last few days seemingly buying a player every 20 minutes, uh, and they decided I, that was after not trying to trade Shohei Otani. Uh, after all these additions, is this a AL wild card team even? Probably not. Uh, they they will need they'll need help. Uh, they need the East teams to beat up on each other, which is not as easily done as it was in years past because the schedule is not as unbalanced. Now it's only 13 games in division instead of 19, but they will need the East to beat up on each other, and uh, they'll need to play a lot better than they've been playing for the last six weeks or so. Um, it's possible. 
I, I agreed with trying, though. They're only three games out. If you're six or seven or eight, okay, maybe pull the plug there. But they're only three games out. I don't think you trade the best player in, in the world when you're only three games out, especially not when he's essentially two great players. Um, they would just be gutting your team. They're going to get Brandon Drury back here very soon. They're going to get Mike Trout here before September. They're within striking range. Um, the only caveat there is the schedule for them coming up is yes, brutal. It's absolutely yeah. brutal. It's uh, Let's see here. They're, they're with the Braves right now, then the Mariners, but then they've got Giants, Astros, Rangers, Rays, Reds. Like, there's absolutely no break. It's like eight straight series starting last weekend in Toronto against teams yeah. that are really good. <laughs> yes. So that's a tall order, but I, I just I, I, I couldn't justify to the fans pulling the plug on Shohei Otani with two months to go um, because you're only three out. And also, if they did trade him, word is there's no chance that he would re-sign there. I don't know how real that is. But I, I cannot, off the top of my head, remember a team trading a guy midseason and then signing back. Um, somebody who comes to mind uh, is John Lester. The Red Sox were one of the finalists to bring him back, and he ended up signing with the Cubs. And the Red Sox yeah. traded him midseason. I can't help but wonder if the Red Sox held him, if they would have had a leg up there. But once you trade somebody, I feel like you've kind of burnt that bridge. And the Angels just didn't want to do that, and I totally understand it. And not only that, the prospect hall that they would have gotten back, we have no idea what that would have been, what it would have looked like. We don't know if they ever would have agreed. We do know Baseball America just put out a study yesterday. Yesterday, so it's timely. About 20% of prospects in trade deadline deals actually have major league careers. 20%. So if we're talking about a five-player package for Otani, maybe one of those guys hits. Is that really worth dealing two months of Otani away? And then not having the chance to re-sign them, I'm you're, I'm not buying that. Okay, let's go east here. The, the American League East. Uh, let's start with that. Uh, the Orioles. They needed starting pitching. They added Jack Flaherty. Is that enough to hold off Tampa? And how do the Orioles stack up in the American League now? It's possible that they could. I, I wanted them to do more. Uh, the rotation right now. Uh, they've gotten good work from these guys to this point, including Kyle from Kyle Bradish last night in a big win over the Blue Jays. But they're getting up into workload concerns with Bradish and Tyler Wells and Dean Kramer. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez is a rookie who's been incredibly in- inconsistent. And then you've got Kyle Gibson, who is a 35-year-old Kyle Gibson. Uh, I just thought they needed probably two guys at least to deal with the workload concerns there. And it's not like Flaherty's a reliable innings eater or anything. He threw almost 200 innings in 2019 when he was in Cy Young contention. But since then, he's been hurt every year except this year. Um, so I, we'll see on that. I, I do think that there's a chance Flaherty could morph back into his previous self and be an absolute stud for them. I could totally envision him in the playoffs being an elimination guy, a game guy who goes seven scoreless innings and puts the team on his back. I really do think that he has that kind of ability. I just kind of wanted another arm there. You know, whether it was somebody like Eduardo Rodriguez, mm-hmm. whether he swung big for Justin Verlander and convinced him to waive his no trade clause, that probably wasn't going to happen because it seemed like Verlander really wanted to go back for the Astros. But I'm just kind of spitballing here. I thought they needed one more. Um, we'll see. I, I do think it's, it's, a, it's possible that they could hold the Rays off 
I just think that they'll be outgunned if they run up against a, a, a full throttle Astros team because they're they're one arm short. All right, the rest of this division there the the, the Tampa added Savali. The Jays can't win a game against a division rival. Uh, the Red Sox didn't do much, and the Yankees added Keenan Middleton. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, how is this? You know, how many of these AL East teams actually make the postseason? Uh, let's say three. Let's say two of the wild cards, and then one of the wild cards comes from the West. Whether it be the Astros not winning the division and making it there, whether it be the Rangers holding on for a wild card spot, whether it be the Angels running one of them down. I'll say one wild card from the West and two from the East. Uh, and I'll say the Yan- Yankees and Red Sox don't make it. They're the two ALE teams that don't make it. They they just they tiptoed around things. They tinkered at the margins. They didn't really go for it. I don't know how, how well they would have looked if they would have gone for it. There weren't that many sellers. You know, th- this deadline, once the Cubs got really hot, once the Padres – decided they weren't going to sell the angels decided to hold on to otani we ended up with about 10 sellers which which leaves about 20 buyers so there just weren't that many sellers but i still was it was an unimpressive deadline to say the least for the the red sox and yankees they, they just uh not very scary right now all right nl east uh the braves made bullpen additions basically uh the phillies added michael lorenzen the marlins on tuesday added offense with jake berger and josh bill who are both awful defenders uh do yeah, the I phillies imagine being i can't imagine being a pitcher of those guys you're your corner infielders anyway uh do the phillies and marlins reach the postseason i the phillies are yes for me, I, I think they're they're actually a pretty scary, formidable opponent. Remember, they knocked the Braves out last year. I could really see them knocking out like a 105-1 Braves team this year again. The, the Phillies are solid. It, you start with Nolan Wheeler in the rotation, and either one's been as good as they could be, but they've still got plenty of time left to get things on track. you got Ranger Suarez, Lorenzen, who they could use in a swing role. We saw what they did with Suarez last year in the playoffs. Maybe that's Lorenzen this time around because um, they also have Tywan Walker and Christopher Sanchez. Offensively, they have been a pretty good offensive team this year, but not great. And you look, JT Real Muto hasn't really been that good. Trey Turner's been awful. Uh, Bryce Harper hasn't really gotten his power stroke back since Tommy John surgery. But those things could easily turn around, and then all of a sudden they'd be really scary. They have all the pieces there. Uh, the Marlins don't. I, I, I understand what Kim was doing there. Uh, she did all she could to try to help get the offense some more power, and they really could. They could go on some home run binges, but it's going to be an inconsistent offense other than a rise, and the defense is awful, and that's going to hurt the, the one thing that's really good on the team, which is the pitching. I, I don't yeah. think the Marlins are going to hang around. I, I the, the Cubs are better. The Diamondbacks are better. Uh, the Reds are better. The Marlins are gonna are gonna yeah. The Padres probably pass them too. The Marlins are gonna end up around the best probably. Talking with Matt Schneider from CBSSports.com. Only got a couple minutes left here, and that's about all the Central divisions deserve at this point. Uh, yeah. The Brewers uh, they had a complimentary piece of the last few days, and as you mentioned, the Reds did like they added a left-handed relief pitcher. Basically, uh, who wins the NL Central? 
And did, uh, how big a mistake did the Reds here um, not? How big a mistake did they make by not adding starting pitching? Uh, if you look at just 2023, very big. There, I mean, it's Andrew Abbott is probably going to hit a wall soon. He's a rookie. He's been great for them. He's been a godsend for them. But he's just about to hit a wall because he's never had this kind of workload, and the league is starting to see him again. And um, the Cubs it knocked him around a little bit the other night. He probably should have given up a few more runs. There were a few things that went in his favor with balls dying about a foot before hitting before going into the stands. Um, they they do get Hunter Green and Nicoladolo back. Maybe that works out their rotation problems, but I feel like they needed a veteran hitting theater, and they just didn't go out and get one. And I, I said only 2023 because I still think they're on an upward trajectory, and maybe they're like the Orioles last year, where the Orioles just barely missed the playoffs and then became a force this year. The Reds might be that team. So that's why I just said for this year, nah, not very good. But, you know, they didn't mortgage the future, and they're probably looking more ahead to next year, so that's okay. I am picking the Brewers here. Uh, they get Brandon Woodruff back from from the injured list. He's been out most of the season. Corbin Burns looks like the Cy Young version of Corbin Burns right now. That's your one-two punch. Freddie Peralta is very capable of being a great number three. Offensively, Christian Yelich looks like not necessarily MVP Yelich, but a lot closer than than he's been the last yeah. few years. And they, yeah. they, they have some help offensively there. I think they're the best team in the division, even if they only win 86 games or so. That's going to be enough. All right. Justifiably, last would be the AL Central here. Do the uh, Twins yep. finish first by default uh, after the Guardians became yeah. sellers? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, the, the most fun race there for me is going to be to see if we have a team with a losing record win the division, because that would be pretty yeah. funny. And it's entirely possible because the Twins are not very good. They seem like you can could, you could squint your way to them being good, though, because they have good pieces in the pitching staff. Offensively, yeah. Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton should be way, way, way better, and maybe they both get hot down the stretch. So you, you could kind of like get there and see them somehow winning like the wild card round series or something. Then again, they've lost, uh, what is it, 20 straight playoff games? No, 18, <laughs> but I, I think I was just, – I was assuming they were going to go 0-2 this year when I thought it was 20 because that's probably what's going to happen. They're probably going to win the division with 83 wins and get bounced in two games. But you never know. The good news is they most likely will not be facing the Yankees in the first round. Of probably. The that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> which, which they'll, is, they'll be happy for that. <laughs> which has been an issue for them. Okay, Matt, good stuff as always. Thanks. Go uh, rest, take a, have a drink, or whatever you choose to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Take care. Thank you, Matt Schneider from CBSSports.com.